Shut up and sit down. Tonight is our night to send a message to everyone in the league. We take three points here and we go up. This is the 90 Plus Podcast, part of the Sports Talk Line Network. It's okay in two weeks because tonight we're getting so drunk that tomorrow we're not going to be able to play. Now, here are your hosts, Ben Rigetti and Joshua Griffith. Episode 63 of the 90 Plus Podcast. Ben Rigetti, Josh Griffith, as always, in the Zoom call on a beautiful sunny day here in the lower mainland and Vancouver Islands. And boy, do we have a doozy for our listeners today. Vanny Sartini, Axel Schuster will be joining the call in just a minute, getting on the, the episode here where we won't wait too long because obviously I'm sure you guys would much rather listen to them than myself and Josh, especially with the <laughs> season opener on the near horizon. Josh, before we really dive into this, we'll just give a general hello. How are you doing, my good friend? I am doing fantastic. It was so much fun to chat with Vanny Sartini and Axel Schuster just about so many of the the different white caps questions that that we had. Um, yeah, no, no, it was it was a lot of fun. It's a, it's a beautiful day. Like I'm, it's it's been a lot of soccer, soccer, soccer this week, or football, 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 however you want to call it. <laughs> but I, I'm I'm so much looking forward to the Columbus Crew and Vancouver Whitecaps season opener on Saturday the 26th, and even more so for the home opener on March 5th when I uh, get to be back and. Uh, be with you here and, and and cover the match at BC Place for the Whitecaps home opener. So just, uh, just excited, man. Just excited. There's a lot of footy content going on right now. Episode 63, obviously, you're listening to. Uh, we've already got episode 64 recorded. That's going to be coming out Friday. Um, so give that uh, a listen before the Columbus game or even after. We've got... Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll ruin the surprise for you. We've got the third sub-podcast coming on. Uh, we've already tweeted that out anyway, so it shouldn't be a surprise at this point, at 90 Plus Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, as Josh nods accordingly with the, the, the self-promotion. Uh, yeah, we've got third sub coming on uh, on Friday's show. Just another season, obviously, you know, season opener just a couple of days away. A lot of exciting stuff going on right now around the club. The release of their new jersey, uh, the away kit last week. We're hosting uh, a jersey pole bracket challenge. Not really a challenge, but uh, determining the best Whitecaps jersey. We're getting into, uh, as of the day of the recording, we're getting into the uh, quarterfinals. Semifinals and the final will be in the next few days. So be sure to go and vote on at 90 plus on Twitter um, to figure out what the best jersey is after all. Um, but yes, no, we've got the season opener. We've got a lot to look forward to. You heard me and Josh last week uh, kind of break down what we're hoping to see, what we're expecting to see, any surprises. So that was me and his takes, but we're just two guys sitting in a in a Zoom call while it's a lovely sunny day outside with not much better to do. So we've, we've brought in the likes of the professionals, Vanny and Axel, and obviously third sub on Friday as well. So... Without much further ado, we'll start off with Vanny, then we'll get into Axel. So the king of commercial drive, Vanny Sartini, ladies and gentlemen. 
right, making his return to 90 plus podcast during episode 63. He incredibly predicted an Italy versus England Euro final before a ball had been kicked, including the fact it would go past the 90 minutes in the final. Uh, the one, the only, the king of commercial drive, Vanny Sartini, looking very dapper, if I may say so. How are you doing, Vanny? Very good, thank you. I, I'm sporting basically the uh, one of the uh, outfits that I will do at game days this, uh, this season, so... That's a that's a good uh, tryout, a run. Yeah. Try, try a run. I well, didn't remember that I actually predicted the, exactly the final. Very good. Yeah, even <laughs> even it was going to go past the ninety minutes before the group stages even started. Same teams going. It was incredible. I couldn't believe it. that's how that's how I knew you were the man for the the job. Was, yeah. <laughs> you can't beat the football like you on you. <laughs> <laughs> The venue so, in yeah. a dry run for uh, for games that means you must be wearing jeans then too, right? Yes, I have jeans. Well, good, I good, can, good. Okay, good. I don't Don know if Taylor. you can see what well, no, I have. Yeah. Jeans. Don, <laughs> Don Taylor will love that. Don Taylor will. Love yeah, that. I know, I know. <laughs> Every time that I go there, she is always so happy that. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll we'll start off uh, nice and simple. It's a nice sunny day today. You guys are traveling to Ohio on Thursday. Game one is getting closer. Just overall, how are you feeling? How's the energy around the, the squad right now? What's just give us an overlook of the team and how yourself are doing? Uh, I'm feeling good. The energy is good. And uh, we worked a lot in this uh, five weeks uh, that we had of preseason. Uh, the first part in Vancouver was very, I would say, volume based. And we trained a lot. We did a lot of double session. Uh, we worked a lot tactically. We worked a lot also physically to get all the players up to speed to a certain level of fitness. And then we had those the, the period in San Diego where in 11 days we played four games to, to try to give uh, match fitness to the guys and try to translate our ideas uh, that we are working on a training session on the, on the game. Uh, I think that uh, the guys are at, uh, at the good, good point. We are not I would say 100% of our sharpness, to be honest, but it's normal. Uh, the season is so long that we don't have to be 100% now. And uh, so we are actually looking, I am looking forward, and the team is also looking forward for the game Saturday because uh, we are really eager to measure ourselves uh, in the league and see at what point we are compared to the other teams. Were there any storylines or people at training camp that kind of jumped out to you and surprised you that you, you were like, whoa, I did not expect that from them or, oh, they really took a big step this year? Uh, well, Pedro, Vite, for sure, uh, because I didn't know him. And, you know, he trained only like five times last year before we, we were over and he wasn't in condition. So now he arrived and uh, even if he's uh, only 19 years old, he's already... Is already a player that is ready to play in MLS, in my opinion. So he was, I was positively impressed by by him. And uh, so we actually didn't know maybe he's going to be a, a player for maybe the second team. No, no, he's a, he's a first team player. He's a first team player, uh, full stop. And uh, yeah, uh, I would say that's that's the main story that uh, uh, caught me a little bit by pleasantly by surprise. Uh, so going that was a good surprise. You obviously your first preseason in training camp as head coach. 
any negatives or what was the toughest part of the last five weeks with the preseason and training camp? Anything that you weren't quite expecting and maybe you guys weren't fully ready for or caught you off guard, anything like that? Well, nothing in particular. You know, we we had a little bump, like, uh, unfortunately, the world how it is now with uh, uh, I got COVID, for a, so I, I, I wasn't able to, to be with the team uh, for a week. Uh, uh, um, for the first two weeks and a half, uh, we were in Vancouver because, of course, to avoid the fact to travel to the States and then come back twice, so having a lot of trouble. So, and, and in Vancouver, uh, at this period of time, it's really hard to have... Uh, games with uh with a good opposition so we were the first two and a half weeks without games but i would say that it's nothing that is major majorly negative those are just things that uh, it's because the uh, uh the world that we live now in terms of player player that arrived with uh, uh let's say uh, bad shape or something i have to be honest i'm very happy that uh, everyone came in uh, ready to go, uh, of course, not at the same level, some guys uh, readier than other guys, but uh, everyone came in with uh, also with the right attitude uh, that uh, going to business from uh, from minute one. So yeah, I'm happy. Vanny, how important was it for you to come in in minute one as the head coach and be able to just kind of put your down your philosophy for the team this year? Of course, it's uh, it's uh, very important because, as I said before, those are five weeks where we try to lay the foundation for the for the season uh, against the other. Last year, when I had two days to lay the foundation for the season, <laughs> so a day and a half maybe. And uh, so it's uh, we work a lot. We we also the fact that I didn't become the head coach when we started preseason when it was January. 18. I became the head coach in November. So with the staff, we thought a lot about the player, which is the best way to uh, to play then to if you had to make some tweaks or everything. So we think that we arrived prepared, of course. Uh, again, we are look, I think that the team is even playing, I would say, better. Uh, it's more in the system and in the principle than it was last year. Of course, we need to see how that translates when we're going to play league games. Um, so we saved you a bit of time and we did some scouting for you. We just spoke with uh, Patrick Murphy, who covers the Columbus crew for SB Nation. And he mentioned that their left back is their Achilles heel of their uh, their defense. So I'm, I'll, I'll leave that with you. And if there's anything coming down the right side for, for you guys, then we will happily take credit for that. Okay. If our right wing back uh, plays a fantastic game, it's because of you. I, I, I would love, I need that in a quote. I'm going to make, I'm going to make sure that we get the credit for this, Danny. <laughs> um, so kind of, and this is loosely drawn together, but uh, talking about that sort of scouting analytics uh, 
breaking down sort of part aspect of the coaching job. Uh, Mark DeSantos had to deal with a lot in terms of scouting and the analytics and those sorts of pieces, as well as being the head coach of the team. And we've seen uh, since uh, you've came in how kind of you, the some of the front office is purely transfers and you don't know a lot of the transfer stories and they give you a team to coach. How much has that helped you to purely just focus on getting the best out of the players that you see in front of you? A lot. I would say 100%. I... I am a coach. I'm not a manager. I like to coach a team and I like to be, I know that I'm good at my job if I can do my job. I, would, well, I wouldn't be good at my job if I have to sign players, scout players, uh, deal with agents, uh, uh, do everything that we need to do uh, to, to build a team because uh, I, I actually, that's what I, also I believe, that uh, the coach needs to be uh, focus on improving the team that he has now. So my focus is only the Columbus crew. The focus of the club, of course, is the the the, uh, the wellness of uh, the Vancouver Whitecaps in 2022, 2023, 2024. So that's the reason why I think that it's uh, healthy, the fact that I'm not involved in... Uh, uh, in the transfer market. And uh, of course, when they ask me an opinion, I'm going to say my opinion every time about the needs of the team or everything, but uh, I don't decide who's going to be signed or who's not going to be signed. And I'm, I'm very happy with that. And then you kind of mentioned it before, you know, you were talking with, with Jake Nowinski. Is, is that something that you, you really focus on is, is taking a keen interest in, in all the players and really taking a deep dive and, and what they're doing kind of on and off the pitch and building a relationship so you can better assess their game? Of course, you know, from from uh, it, being a coach is being a people person, and you know, uh, uh, the I can't treat everyone at the same uh, in the same way because I'm coaching like twenty five different individuals. Uh, the only thing that is, uh, I would say, the same way for everyone that is the group is more important than the individual. That will always be like this. That will and, and that should be like this also in society. But that's another thing. If not, we stay here and talk for three hours. But uh, uh, in soccer, if we want to achieve something, the group is counted more than individuals. So the way of playing, the tactics, uh, the way that we work are more important of the single needs of the individual because I really believe that the individual is going to be flourishing if he, if he serves the purpose of the team. That being said, of course, Every individual is different and you need to approach with them differently in terms of communication, in terms of, uh, I would say, how to tell them some things, in terms of also how to correct them most of the time. And uh, that's a little bit the art of coaching. Well, Danny, we we talk for three hours, but Nathan, I think yeah. we get mad at us. So, Vadi, <laughs> <laughs> you're you're perfectly going through my list of questions here. Um, so you mentioned about you know talking one-on-one -on -one with players and being able to kind of communicate differently and effectively with each of them. Something that former Ital uh, uh, not former, um, what's the word where you do it together? Co-Italian manager. I'm it's, this is our third interview of the day as well. It's not just. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. No problem. <laughs> uh, Claudio Ranieri, when Leicester yep. won the, the, the Premier League after every clean sheet, he promised his team pizza in 2016. And we know that you're a big foodie. Has that, has that tactic or thought crossed your mind or is anything like that on the cards for this year? 
Because we yeah, were talking Italian food before maybe, as well. Maybe we he maybe we should do something like this. <laughs> uh, you know what we try, what we actually do, it's uh, we do an internal competition in the for the training session. So every time that you do everything at training is being monitored, and everything that he has uh, as a like a winner and a loser, even the sim the simple exercise uh, that we do, and then the guys each month we. We give a we give a reward to a guy that can be I don't know uh, a gift card for a restaurant or something like this. But maybe we can do something for the team too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it worked to win the Premier League. I'm not sure if that's yeah. a goal of yours, but that's something to consider. Again, we would take happily take credit for that if that's something yeah, you of uh, course, of course. want to go for. <laughs> Lenny, who's uh, who's the most competitive out there in those uh, those training sessions? Those little competitions. Uh, there's matches. a lot. There's a a lot of players are are really 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 competitive and you know it's that's good uh, it's it's very good and you know it's actually that's the thing that uh, uh ricardo brought in from uh, clark from because he saw him when he was playing in columbus they were doing this and they actually helps a lot to to be i would say the best version of yourselves every time and try to be even when we do a little possession or uh, uh, sometimes that we have to do small-sided games, uh, the rhythm never goes down; it stays up because uh, everyone wants to win, and they have that uh, standings that uh, they can see each uh, each day at tra training. Well, one known competitor, and obviously there's been a lot of uh, talk about him this preseason, has been Thomas Assal. He got the yeah. contract extension today or Tuesday, whenever the listeners are listening to this. Uh, obviously, that came through today. Been with the Whitecaps Academy since 2013. We just spoke with Axel about the pipeline, and you know, you've got League One coming up. You've got uh, a Vancouver-based CPL team. Uh, you've MLS Next as everything as well. For, for someone like you and, you, you know, obviously your old role as the director of methodology, how uh, in touch are you going to be looking with, with a lot of the youngsters coming through as well uh, in terms of preparation to get to the first team level? Well, I hope as much as I can. We brought some guys in San Diego. I'm going to be always uh, in keen contact with, uh, uh, with, uh, with Nick and his staff uh, with the U23 I'm, I'm in contact with, with Rich Fagan that oversees the what we call the HPP, the I potential player plan for, for the academy. So uh, that's what we're trying to do. It's uh, helping the coaches uh, uh, help the players in our academy to, to bring them in our pipeline and to have more successful story like the Thomas's one. We know that it's not very easy because, you know, to arrive at sign an MLS contract but I think that uh, what you were mentioned before the fact that now we have a second team the fact that uh, Vancouver will have a CPL team uh, the Vancouver area at least will have a CPL team next year the fact that we have the the league one during the summer that will include also the players of our academy that are currently in college so we can have a really a, uh, I would say a deep look on on everyone and uh, that will allow us to, I say every time, to invest in players and not to battle players. Um, I mean, and with, with how much experience you've got picking up, and we've seen just the youth on this team is 
you know, you've got so many, I mean, we're not going to sit here and list them all because again, that would take another three hours because there's so much young raw talent coming through this team. And we saw in the, uh, the blue versus white game uh, just a, a few days ago back at BC place. Also, first off, before we get into any of that, what are your thoughts on the new kit? I love it. I love it. It's very, I like it. And also it, uh, it reminds the, the good old era when the White Cups won the NHL. So why not? <laughs> yeah, it's always good. Absolutely. You know, keep those, keep those championship vibes going with the, yeah. the hoop. Um, so we, we saw a, a lot of youngsters come out in, and it, how important is that for you to see uh, a T, you know, for the most part, a, a standard starting 11 for you with those sorts of players. And then you've got the, the youngsters coming through battling and these are the guys that they're trying to edge out you know their their teammates in this blue versus white game they're the guys trying to gain more minutes from uh players on the same team here so when you when you put it all together like that you see the first team guys you see some of the youngsters coming through was there as much not necessarily of a difference but the 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 quality and standard of play was it as great as some people may have expected or is it a little bit closer Oh, you know, it's uh, uh, those games are really important for two, three things. Uh, they allow the young guys to have been, to be in BC place in front of the fans. For most of them, they were the first time, and uh, and also it allowed us to say, oh, you know, some of the guys are really good. And the third thing is that uh, the distance uh, can be a little bit deceiving in this game because. Uh, for the young guys, is the Champions League final. For the pros, is just a training session. So it's uh, it's it it becomes a little bit deceiving. So the most important thing is having this kind of opportunity, but also have probably more importantly, the opportunity for the young guys sometimes to come the two or three of them training with us, and also for us to to look at them in their environment because only if you are very good in your environment, you can do the next step. So if I'm not, if I'm a starter and I'm a very good player in next pro, now I can think to be uh, an MLS player, not before. Well, last one for me, Vanny, you know, you mentioned just the crowd you guys had for the blue and white game. How excited are you to get back to BC Place on March 5th in front of a full I'm, I'm very excited. I'm very excited. I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to be, I'm actually a little bit, uh, well, not disappointment, but sorry that we don't have the home opener at all. So that the first game at home, we have need to wait for the second one. But uh, it's going to be nice. Uh, we're going to play the MLS uh, champions. Uh, uh, so it's uh, I'm really excited. And uh, the fans, they played such a big role last year. And uh, I really look forward for them to play the same role this season. Can we expect to see you in a suit jacket on March 5th? Sorry? Yeah, no, not, no, 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 not with the jacket, just the shirt. Oh. Yeah, yeah, shirt, jeans, and and uh, sneakers. That's that's uh, that's all you need. Uh, that's the thing. I, I hope it's gonna be warmer than than last game. If it's if it's cold like last, uh, like the blue and white games, maybe maybe a winter jacket. <laughs> well, I believe that's going to be all the time that we have. Vanny, thank you very, very much for coming on here, joining myself and Josh. We wish you all the best of luck, safe travels down to uh, Columbus, and we're hoping for results, obviously, and we'll chat to you through the, uh, the, the media availabilities throughout the week or so.
Okay, fantastic, guys. See you and we'll soon. See, and we'll see you next week, Vanny. See you next week. Grazie. Yeah. Bye. Ciao. All right, joining us now for the second time, he's making his second 90-plus podcast uh, appearance. It's CEO and sporting director of the Whitecaps, Axel Schuster, joining us from UBC. How are you doing, Axel? I'm doing great. How are you doing, guys? Good. It's a lovely day. The boys are out training. It's nice and sunny. You guys are heading off to uh, Ohio tomorrow. There's a lot to be excited about right now. It is. It is a lot. And it's always uh, uh, the same. A few days before the season starts, uh, the excitement grows and also the nervosity grows a little bit. I, I was just speaking with Jake Nowinski and said, look, it's crazy. You go into a pre-in-camp and you say, oh, such a long time before we play and suddenly the game day is here. And uh, so now we, we hope um, that it will go our way. It was a challenging game at the start and uh, that we were best prepared for it. So Axel, obviously, you know, you've been doing this for a long time. Do you, do you still get nervous going into the opening season, opening day? I'm nervous for every single game yeah. as long as it means something. And I haven't been here in this club uh, at any game that didn't meant anything so for that reason i'm always nervous and if i'm not nervous anymore then i'm probably better stop because uh <laughs> for me that would mean yeah I, I don't care or whatever so i'm nervous uh in the right way you nervosity can also uh, be a challenge or a problem I'm, i think i'm nervous in the right way um hoping that that the things work out the right way so and still knowing that that the first game will not be the last game and that it is also coming in now again into a new season and 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 to go from there. Does it feel any different this time around? Because obviously the in 2020, it was your first year and we got two games into the season. Then obviously everything got disrupted. Uh, last year, the team was playing out of Utah. Now there's a bit more normalcy. You're going to have... Uh, fans in the seats at BC Place. You're hopefully going to be playing from home for the whole season. You've got a, uh, you've brought in Vanny Sartini as the permanent head coach. Does it feel any different this go around than the last couple of years in Vancouver? Yeah, for sure. So I don't know if it feels so much different than the situation at the beginning of 2020 because we didn't knew that yeah. all of that will happen. Uh, but it was obviously a different time for me because I just joined the club and 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 uh, was new to this league. So, yes, it is different. Um, we are all pumped up for this season because uh, we had to suffer so much. We had to suffer so much. I think we have been the club that had more challenges than everyone else uh, over the last two years. And uh, so we, we also... We also see that momentum, the possibility of, of, of this new fresh start coming out of this virus and, and, and still haven't showed uh, some, some good development over the last two years to, 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 to now show everyone at home and, 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 and making that to a difference again, to a difference for the better for us, playing at home with the support of the fans, 
to 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 make the next step so long story short yes uh we see a big difference i see a big difference everyone feels that everyone can't wait for it we had a we had a intra squad at the stadium and and we have been sold out uh um, um the amount of tickets we could sell so oh, everyone feels that i think also our supporters feels that so now it's only just getting it started and coming out of the box Axel, I noticed that, you know, the Whitecaps have a lot of home matches later on in the season. Is is something, like, is the schedule something that you have a say in? Are you able to, you know, talk with the MLS and kind of dictate how, how the team wants to set their schedule? Is that is that something that you have a say in? No, not a lot. So, um, first of all, we are more limited than most of the other teams because we are uh a guest in the stadium it's not our own building so uh, we we also have first to get available dates from vc place and uh then with that available dates that are already limit the the the, the schedule a lot also um for a reason and i'm not complaining about that it's just a fact that the uh, bc place is also selling other events and it's doing other events and have to plan ahead of the time so with that, we are some form limited. And then obviously the league also has to consider so many things uh, in other venues, uh, travel, um, Canadian championship games and all of that. So I know that making a schedule is the most complicated thing uh, in, in every single league. So I will not complain about it. We have seen last year, it was in our favor that we played a lot of home games at the, at the end of the year. So I, I, I only see that as a good thing. I was looking to ask this later in the interview, but I guess I'll kind of start off with it a little bit. Uh, and because that question piggybacks right onto this. Is there been any updates on a soccer specific stadium? I know it's kind of been Trump, you know, in the pipelines here and there, and there's been whispers, but is there, I haven't, we haven't talked to you on the show in a year's time. So has there any kind of updates or anything worth noting going on in that front? No, not really something we can update about, obviously, also with COVID challenges and yeah, and and not uh, us not being even in the market for two years, not even playing somehow, somewhere, I, any venue here in this market. I think uh, um, everyone understands that we had to focus on other challenges, other problems first. Uh, um, it's maybe something that uh, we will discuss in future, but mm, it's nothing for, for now. I kind of figured that might be something along the lines of what you were going to say. Um, well, so we're going to branch off of that um, to something a bit more current. Um, there's about uh, about a month's time or so, uh, maybe a little less, uh, for the current transfer window. And we, we've seen the kind of, not necessarily disconnect, but how... Uh, under Mark DeSantos, he was uh, there was a lot more kind of on his shoulders in terms of analytics and scouting. Now you've brought in a number of scouts and a number of departments, and you know you're kind of overseeing the business operational side of it as well. Is there any new pieces that you may be looking to add or tamper with in this window before it closes? Yeah, we're in general looking for pieces that uh, for. Any reason we think makes us better and help us to do the next step, and it can, it can be long-term projects, young players with with huge upside, and and where we think they that it could be it could be we could be the right place or the right platform to, for them to grow and to do make the next steps. It could be a player that fits exactly to to our 
that fits, fits exactly to our needs that we actually have. But for that, I said it now several times, we have been one of the best teams in MLS in the last 17 games. So to make that team better, uh, it becomes more challenging to do that because uh, our our expectation is that with every signing in, in short, mid or long term, this club becomes better, this team becomes better. So to do that um, is, is becoming more challenging. And uh, one of our clear strategies over the last, I would say, almost two years is um, better not signing somebody than signing the wrong one. Because if you sign the wrong player, uh, then you cannot correct that easily. So you have to find another club. You have to, f that, that, that's always challenging. So uh, it is easy to sign a player. You can sign every day. We can go out and, and trade for several players and get all of them here. But we want to be as sure as possible. And I think, um, I hope we get some trust from our supporters on that with, with the signings we have done. We have waited long for Ryan Gold. We had to wait long for Brian White to get those over the line and to get them in into our organization. But I think the result has, has proven that, that we have done the things right. And we want to continue to do that this way. So if it needs this full next month to get the right player, I am okay with that. If we get the best possible fit in the next window, and we know that yet already, we will do that. But uh, we we are on the market. We are discussing uh, several times a week potential targets and players. And uh, we have also started to, to speak with players and clubs to find out if, if the whole package makes sense for us. But I cannot promise anything, but yeah. I feel confident that we're not done. So Axel, one signing that obviously makes the team better right now and in the long term is the contract extension for Thomas Asal. Does this mean that you guys are no longer looking for a uh, another goalkeeper to kind of push as a backup or, or are you guys still in, in the work for something? I think the contract extension of Thomas Asal, the contract extension of Jermaine Brown, of Brian White, all that is also some form of a statement and uh, the trust that we have in the group that we have here and we're working on others as well so one thing is also to keep your core players and top players together as long as possible um no we are still looking for an opportunity um but as i said before he, he has to be somebody who's more ready to play or to help than our two other young top prospects, um, Isaac Böhmer and Max Anker. Um, I think just who, who everyone who was in the stadium last Saturday saw that Isaac Böhmer has shown a great performance and has made it very challenging for the first team to score. So we, we think that we have next MLS goalkeepers in, in, our, in our academy, but if there is the right one who is also okay with pushing Thomas as much as possible, but accepting that he might not play and is more ready than the young guys, we will sign him. Kind of going off of that as well with some of the younger players that looking to get minutes uh, abroad, you've got Damiano Pasil, Simon Colline, Derek Cornelius. 
how closely have you been able to monitor their progress while they've been on loan? And, you know, think of Theo Bear, Janio Bekel going out on loan as well this season. How much have you been able to monitor their progress? And have you seen some progression from those players that have gone abroad that are still contracted to the team? Yes, we have one staff member that is focused almost only on that, um, sending us reports about their games and staying in contact with those guys. So we are monitoring them very closely because uh, I, I am saying almost every time we loan a player that uh, we see this loan as a great opportunity for him to grow and to do the next step and then to come back. So um, for that reason, um, we, we, we have also invested in stuff um, to, to monitor and also to support the club and the player in the best possible way while he is on loan. Um, so all of them are doing well. So honestly, everyone, every of those loans has worked out. Uh, Johnny is playing every single game. He was suspended in one with five yellow cards. Derek Cornelius is playing in every single game where, other than he is with the national team, uh, working with the national team. So um, they are getting a lot of meaningful minutes. Um, and at the right time, we, we have to, to, to discuss with them um, if, if now they have progressed enough to, to get a, one of those first 20 MLS spots to be in the squad all the time or if we extend the loan or if if somebody changed the platform and moves to to another level of league that is higher than where they are at now and but still below mls all of that is is part of our weekly discussions and uh, so far i'm very happy with how the loans have worked out and how many minutes those guys get um it really seems like you guys in the Whitecaps organization, you know, you mentioned how you get to come back home and you get to, you know, hopefully have a normal start to the season. And, but it seems like everything's normal now. Like you have just a, a base for everything. There's a, there's a, there's a staff position in place for any, any question that we have. Oh, yep. No, don't worry. We have, we have somebody who's, who's watching that. How, like how, would you say that the, the this is the the best that the Whitecaps organization has been since you've taken over? Yes, uh, that's also where I put the bar for myself. We we want to grow as an organization. We want to develop things here. That means um, if we do the job right, we should be the best uh, at every point because we want to make next steps. I think, uh, is everything normal? I don't know. I would be very careful with that. Uh, we just had got the, 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 the protocols, medical protocols for this season. So there's not, any, not everything is normal, still not. And we have still uh, to, to deal with testing protocols and special travel protocols. And uh, for example, in Canada, only fully vaccinated players can play. So, if we sign a player, almost the first question or the second question is, are you fully vaccinated? So we we, we also have, as we have seen, challenges with, with immigration and work permit. Uh, Caio could, couldn't join us uh, at the beginning of the camp for that reason. And if he sign another player and he, he needs a work permit, that can cost another good amount of time. So nothing is normal, but yes, I think we, we have done steps uh, 
have we are we where we wanted to be when i signed two years ago i don't know probably not but the virus obviously has slowed down things uh, another great step for us forward is mls next pro and having that platform playing with our u19 in bc league one and having that league as well it's it's something that will help us all again to to give more minutes to to top prospects to young players in our organization making them more mls ready uh, i would i hoped for being a little bit better today on that but there was no competition and no platforms and no cross-border competition for the last two years so that's something where we are also looking forward um to to progress and to 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 have the pipeline running better and and getting the pipeline uh, uh up to speed um uh, but yeah I would say, yes, we are the best, but no time to relax. There are next steps. Great to hear. Uh, yeah. So one of those steps was obviously securing Vanni Sartini, uh, ensuring him as the permanent head coach. And I'm not sure if you'd be able to answer this, but I figured if anyone could, it would be you. Uh, are you able to, uh, Nate, you, it was came out that there was a lot of coaches interested and that there was a number of uh, attractive candidates. Are you able to name or give any hints to the sort of uh, opposition that Vanny was able to beat out for the starting, uh, the head coaching job? No, I will not. <laughs> it also, yeah. It was uh, worth a try. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Absolutely. And then maybe, maybe in many years we can speak about that. Yeah. Uh, we have won the first silverware. You can ask me everything probably, and I will answer everything. But, <laughs> but now it, I, can, I can say that there have been a lot of interesting and also good candidates. Uh, there have been candidates with big names, and I. Uh, but at the end of the day, we we needed the right profile, and I, I am getting not, I'm not getting tired. In the way we have set up this club, we want to be a development platform for every single player. We want to make every single player every single day better. It doesn't matter the age. So it, also, a player with 30 years can become better. And um, so for that reason, we need a a football teacher. That's a, a mm -hmm. classification we have in Germany. We have uh, we have. Uh, uh, managers and football teachers. And I think Benny is a classical football teacher. Um, somebody who has all his strengths is on the green grass uh, or turf and uh, who is working with the, with the players the whole week, focused 99% on that, um, making players better, analyzing next opponents, analyzing our last games, working on mistakes and, and, and improvements and not focused uh, on any other thing off the pitch other than doing his interviews, that is a part of this job, mm, but also in the scouting and recruitment process, for example, to fully trust the guys that, that are doing that every single day and spend a lot of time into that. Um, or in the, in the operational team, just trust the, those guys and say, hey, you plan me the trip the best possible way. I trust that you spend more time into that than I, and, and then we go the way you, you recommend. So um, that's, that's a way how, how any is. And I think that's exactly what this organization needs because we, uh, uh, I, have, I have said that very often, um, we want to build, uh, we want to create, we want to develop uh, uh, our stars and we don't want to buy them. So, um, I think uh, that's uh, also part of our DNA. And no better person than Vanny right now with uh, League One coming up, 
uh, with MLS Next coming up, you know, he wants, and, you know, obviously he was director of methodology before his head coaching position right now. So if there's anyone to kind of pull all those strings and if, you know, as have so many hands and so many pies as Vanny Sartini does with soccer in the city, you've obviously, and you know, it's, you've got the CPL uh, team coming to Vancouver in a year or two's time. You've got a lot of exciting, obviously the Canadian national team, both men's and women's doing very exciting things right now. All around, it's a, it's a pretty good time for the soccer scene in Vancouver. Absolutely. I, I think so. I think for, for, soccer in Canada in general. So we want to be a Canadian club. Uh, we have the maple leaf on the jersey for a reason. Um, um, and I think it's it's an amazing time to work in soccer in Canada uh, at wherever you work on it. Also, if you work on, on, on a channel like that, because uh, the national team is doing great. We will qualify for two World Cups in a row. Uh, we have the home World Cup in 2026. The game is growing. Kids are getting excited about the game. More more players or more people uh, more people women or boys girls and boys women and men are deciding to play this game more teams are coming i'm i'm very happy about cpl growing and having more more teams more platforms more minutes for players in this country um, i think w- where we are at today is is really far far <laughs> far away from the end of this development process so um I am I'm very happy to to support and to to continue to work on that development process in Canada for the for the next years. Love it. Should be a really exciting 2022 Vancouver Whitecap season. Absolutely. And I think with that, that is going to wrap up our chat with Axel for the second time. Axel, thank you very, very much for coming on, both me and Josh. And hopefully all the listeners appreciate it. And we've got, like you say, a lot to look forward to this year with the club. Thank you very much. You too. And uh, let's keep fingers crossed for the home opener. Uh, the season opener and the home opener. Best of luck <laughs> against Columbus and then at home against uh, New York. That was Axel Schuster. And obviously before that, head coach Vanny Sartini. Huge thank you to those guys as well as the Whitecaps communications yes. team for hooking us up with that. Always great to chat with them in the press conferences and the little snippets that we get around the training facility and BC place. But sitting down on a Zoom call, always a lot more fun. We can get uh, into a lot deeper uh, conversation, which I hope that you guys think that we did. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's it's always a lot of fun talking to those guys, Josh. Ben, I could, I I know we, we wrapped it up early with both of them. You're kind of getting, the, I was getting the, the messages from Nathan. Shout out <laughs> again to the Whitecaps comms department, to Nathan, Seb, Tom, everybody over there. Um, just so much fun talking to Axel. Just about, about football. Like, man, that guy loves, that guy loves the sport. Like, he loves everything oh, that yeah. he does. And he loves facilitating, bringing in great players and bringing in coaches and bringing in, just the things that like really bolster this organization. And I love that something that he said, like, is this organization like the best that it's been at since, since you came, since you started and he's like, straight up. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I mean, rightfully so we won't, you know, we've, we won't get too much into it as we don't want this episode to run too long for you guys. But, you know, there's a lot of positivity surrounding this team right now. They yeah. made the playoffs. They got the monkey off their back after a few years, uh, not making the postseason. Vanny Sartini, you know, he's obviously hoping and expecting the same thing. Same with 
Axel, same with everyone, you know, the players, the communications team, the media, the fans, there's a lot of expectations on this team. And I think really for the first time in a preseason that we've got a little bit of that, not necessarily confidence, but that reassurance of this team can make the postseason. This team can, you know, upset some of the big dogs in the West and the East, you know, starting off with Columbus and New York City as well. The most recent two MLS Cup champions, that's a tall task for a uh, our Whitecaps team but you know what we've got a lot on our plate we've got a lot to uh, get through this season it's going to be a fun one Josh I, I have that swagger I'm sorry Ben I, I do <laughs> I you know what call me crazy for the end of last season and seeing what Josh I'm going to call you crazy for a lot of reasons okay you can, you, you can do it but you know watching the Whitecaps last year at home and actually having some kind of you know normalcy to their schedule and and just doing it, it was exciting to see i think we're gonna you know we're gonna hear stand by me a lot i i think we're gonna see a, a good season from the whitecaps i think they're, they're going to be impressed this year absolutely and we've got a lot coming as well up on friday we've got third sub we've got a preview of the uh columbus crew game as well uh, that obviously kicking off this Saturday, the regular season kicking off this Saturday, a lot to look forward to both on the pitch and on the 90 plus podcast all season long. So I believe with that, that is going to wrap up episode 63 of the show. Josh, you've got something else to say. I can see you. I do. No, I'm are sorry. You, I'm, I'm stepping you, on your toes a little bit. I'm sorry. No, are you, are you not going to let our guests know? what Columbus crew correspondent is going to join us to break down the Columbus crews uh, form and what we can, we can expect from them this season, because one of the things that we're going to be doing every week is we're going to have a a preview match and we're going to have somebody from the other team break down what we're going to see. So a lot of Whitecaps fans aren't going to know a lot about some of these other teams, especially the Eastern teams. So at 90 plus podcast, we're going to make sure that we're, uh, giving you all that in-depth knowledge. So we're going to have Patrick Murphy on the show on Friday from SB Nation. He's going to join us and break down everything Columbus group. So just wanted to get that in, Ben, before you ended things. Absolutely. And we, we will say this uh, weekend's uh, or this Friday show is going to be a little bit of an exception. We typically are going to keep it a little bit of a, a miniature episode kind of hovering down, around that 20 to 30 minute mark. This upcoming Saturdays is going to be longer because we're joined by third sub. But, you know, we love Alex. We love Sam. We've been on their show. They've come on here a couple of times now. So uh, really overall, it, it's just one last big last. Let's get ready for the season before we sink our teeth into 2022 we're bouncing it's exciting so it is going to typically be me and josh by ourselves on uh, a midweek show breaking down what we saw over the weekend and then we'll be joined by a reporter of uh the upcoming games opposite uh media team to kind of preview what we can maybe see from them that's going to be a shorter 20 to 30 minute episode coming around every Friday, maybe early Saturday, but you know, we'll figure it out as we go along. And I hope you guys bear with us because we've got a lot planned for this season. So with all that said and done and done and dusted, Vanny Sartini, Axel Schuster, Ben Rigetti, Josh Griffith signing off for episode 63 of the 90 plus podcast. Thanks for listening to the 90 Plus Podcast, part of the Sports Talk Line Network.